the biggest highlight, or I just can't call it highlight, it's the biggest thing God has been doing for me is He has unlocked something inside of me uh, that is a big hunger and desire to know Him more, to know the Father, to know the uh, Holy Spirit, to know Jesus, to see what He sees, to know what He knows, to uh, to hear what He wants to say. And that is such a deep desire in me, which, which has been growing during Luminate, and the revelation to uh, that I'm actually one with the living God. I'm one with, with Him. And um, it has set me free from an orphan spirit, because I know I'm a son of God. Yeah, another big highlight was uh, the uh, to discover the supernatural world, uh, that it's actually something accessible right now and every hour of the day. To learn how to live uh, in this heavenly realm uh, was a significant thing for me, uh, spe specifically the prophetic. Um, I actually found out that it works, <laughs> it really does. And uh, also the same thing with dreams. I've never paid too much attention about dreams, but I discovered it. it's a very important way of God communicating uh, to his people. And it's an exciting journey to learn how to interpret dreams and to find out what, what God wants, wants to say. Another huge thing for me during Luminate was the transparency and the love of uh, the whole leadership team uh, to see how they pour out their lives and I've, I've actually I've seen that they live what they teach and it is such an inspiration. One, two. There was uh, Todd showing some memes if you don't know anything about Todd. That's one of the best. How many people do you know what my favourite part about that is? What do you think about this, Janet? The prophetic I found out the prophetic actually works. Isn't that I mean how good is that? And so Sabine, are you here, Sabine? I think you are. Yeah, awesome, so good, wonderful testimony. Now, if you want to apply for the Luminate School, details are, you can do the expression of interest and the real application now, everyone say now. So if you haven't done it, do it now, very cool. What else have we got coming up? Calling all creatives. If you are creative, we have an amazing creative meeting. Saturday, Saturday sorry, the 24th, of uh, Feb, 10 a.m. till 12 in the chapel. It's an amazing time, really prophetic. And they, they, they take it on a journey, unlike anything. Don't just look at it and go, oh, they're just creative. They take it, won't even go into it. But it is so beyond whatever you think that it is. It's absolutely amazing, cool. What else we got? Self-governance. How many people have been enjoying the self-governance? It's been absolutely amazing. I think we're on, what, what number week could we on now? Going on to week six. Someone said five, but we're going on to week six. Um, you can get these podcasts every Sunday. They come out on the Monday. You should be tracking the whole week. Track the whole week, work out um, where you are and just keep re-listening, do the homework. It's absolutely amazing. And so this week we've got someone, someone speaking and it's gonna be absolutely awesome. So good, wonderful. Anything else? Darren Canning, the man with the Field of Dreams halo. That's how much he likes Field of Dreams. I've, Never met a man who likes bandanas as much as this man. So he's a great guy. I know him personally, so does Todd. 
I mean, he really does like his bandanas. When you go up to him, say to him, can I have your bandana? In fact, 100 people should say it. He's really funny. Uh, Such an amazing prophetic guy. The last time he was with us, he prophesied over every person in the building. Everyone. I won't tell you what I did, but he prophesied over every person in the building. Now, I'm I'm not saying he's going to do that this time, but he is a great ministry. Originally from, is it Ontario? Ontario. Canada, yeah, from Canada, he's coming down for a Tuesday night meeting. So please don't miss it. It will be wonderful, super prophetic and super fun. Wonderful. Awesome. What else? Okay, Javier. Javier and Yania. Yanina, sorry. How, do, how could I even get that wrong? I'm so sorry, Yanina, if, if you're watching it. Uh, yeah, we're really excited to have these guys just for one Sunday, both services, the 3rd of March. How many people enjoyed the, the dynamic duo, the Sons of Thunder, the big bad brothers as they came through? Now that was a fun time, wasn't it? There were more tears. There was more beard sweat. It was a really amazing time. It really was. But we really believe that we're supposed to be partnering with these guys in the nations. And you all know that these guys reside in Argentina and they they are doing a remarkable, remarkable work. And we'll be hearing so much about the work on the 3rd of March. It's going to be awesome. So good. So um, without further ado, I'm going to ask Wesley and Janet, or Wes and Janet, to come up and just share for a little while anything that's on their heart. So let's welcome them as they come. Well, great to be with you. And uh, he's still wearing his jandals. You call them thongs here, don't you? Yeah. We, we refer to thongs as something else back home, but that's just fine. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't wear them on your feet. Anyway, good to be here. Greetings from Living Waters Christian Centre. We're still meeting in a tent in Christchurch. We, uh, a building came down in the earthquakes and the tent went up not that long after. So yeah, it's, um, it's great in the summer, especially. But when I, in the worship especially, I was feeling, I was seeing a well, you know, this place is a well, that's not news to you. First of all, there was water coming out of the well, then it turned into fire coming from the well. And the thing that I was seeing, then the fire began to spread and touch hearts and lives in here. And I was sharing with Pastor Todd earlier on that I believe there's, there's something very strong that's about to come on many prophets in this day. Something that is going to cause you to have to make crooked things straight. Something that's gonna cause you to have to speak out, whereas once you may have mumbled, this time you're gonna shout. Something that at times, many times, is gonna rile people up. And I just felt like I need to give you the heads up about that. It's going from politeness to times that it doesn't come across as being politically correct or polite in any way at all because the power and the passion of God is simply gonna come upon you like fire and you're just gonna have to speak. It's linked in with what Pastor Darrell was just saying about, um, I've just forgotten what you were <laughs> The harvest, absolutely, about the harvest. It's, it's, it's like the, the, the Spirit that came on John the Baptist. 
the spirit that was upon Elijah. It's that sort of passionate thing. What caused a man to go live in the desert and eat locusts and wear camels here? It was a passion, it was a fire. It was something that overcame and touched every area of his life. That's the sort of spirit that is coming upon the prophets in these days. And it's gonna shape and shift and bring things into alignment in lives and in cities and in nations, in governments and businesses. It's not gonna be political correct, it's not going to be polite but it's going to bring the shift and the salvation of many many areas in society but I just want to give you the heads up it's great to be here there we are thank you Thank you, thank you, darling. We we just we just we've been over visiting our son and daughter-in-law and family over in Meningi. You know where Meningi is, and uh, we didn't know whether we'd be able to get here or not because we didn't know what they would be wanting us to do and so on. But anyway, we we managed to arrange just to come over and connect with Todd and Daryl if Daryl was around. Uh, and so it's been our absolute delight just to hang out, have a meal. And then when we got here, Daryl said, oh, you guys got anything to share? So here we are. We came with no expectation whatsoever. We just love, we just love your church. We really do. And we love the spirit uh, that Daryl and Todd and, and, and you carry as a team. Uh, we just really, we just want to say, don't, please don't back off. Please, please don't, don't go all lukewarm. Please don't, don't settle down. You're on a cutting edge. You need to be on a cutting edge. You've got to stay on that cutting edge because the, the, the openings you make, the portals that open, the, the revelations that come are important for many people to actually be hearing things that maybe they're getting inklings of themselves, but when they hear somebody else put language to it, then the thing congeals, it becomes something solid in you and it's something then you can move forward with confidence. So can I just speak to you as a church, don't back off. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, just don't back off. Uh, just, just thought I'd share a miracle. You all love miracles, right? You love miracles. Um, oh, a number of months ago, unbeknown to me, there was a lovely young lady in the church who had come into the church from, uh, from somewhere else. And unbeknown to me, she had, was it a horse injury? Horse riding injury? Very, very severe horse riding injury majorly damaged the bottom area of her spine. And I think they did all they could surgically for her, but she was living in constant pain. It was very debilitating. Uh, and I was completely oblivious to it. One, one time during the worship, just leaning into the Holy Ghost, and I just, just saw this fire at the bottom of somebody's spine. Just a, a glowing fire, not like a flickering open fire, but a fire like you'd see in a sort of nuclear fusion kind of deal going on. Just this fire in the bottom of the spine. So I gave that sort of word of knowledge and uh, some people responded, but I don't think she was in the meeting at the time. She was helping in the children's ministry. And so I still felt like there was somebody else. But anyway, we got on with the meeting. And then at the end of the meeting, a couple of young ladies brought her up and said, oh, we understand you had a word of knowledge about so on and so forth. So anyway, um, I just laid hands on and ministered to her. And, and then the next week we'd heard that she was completely healed. All of the pain was gone. All of the, uh, the thing was completely rectified. And it's absolutely changed her life. And uh, so now just a couple of weeks ago, apparently she shared in a meeting uh, about what Jesus did for her and, and just the absolute change in her life. 
But I just want to, when Daryl said, have you got anything to share, that, that came to mind. And so when that sort of thing happens, you just take that and think, okay, is there anybody here who's had some sort of injury, especially toward the base of their spine, where it's just been an ongoing aggravating thing? And it could be right now just an injection of faith through this testimony into your spirit because uh, the Holy Ghost who healed that girl on that day is exactly the same Holy Ghost here right now. And we're sharing this testimony, which means that faith will arise and also there's a, 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 a reproduction of that ministry. There's also one other thing I felt came to me during the worship and there was a situation where there is a back injury uh, as a result of an accident uh, and it's been, it's been a long-standing situation, but deep in your heart, there's the issue that you've blamed yourself and you hold yourself responsible for the injury and almost... It almost goes into the realm of you deserve to be punished. And I believe the Spirit of the Lord just wants to illuminate that to you and actually break the power of that and for you to actually break your agreement with that deep-seated judgment. So there's that one situation where there's something at the base of somebody's spine which has been an ongoing, ongoing significant issue for you. It may be the same person who's got this issue of the blaming yourself and that deep-seated judgment. It may be two separate situations. So if that's you, how about we all just, let's just stand. If that's you, lift up your hand. Okay, one lady here, man here, man here, man here, man here, man here, right. Just, and, and down the back there. Is there anybody here who, who identifies with that deep-seated judgment or self-blame issue that you were responsible somehow for the accident and therefore you're holding yourself in that. Who is there anybody? Are you, sir, are you, is that deep-seated judgment? Uh, is that you? Well, what we're gonna do, I'm just gonna lead you all in some prayer, especially you, sir, uh, especially you. And Father, right, just, just pray with me. Father, let's all pray. Father, right now, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your grace right now. And I confess that for all this time, I've held myself to blame and I've judged myself that somehow I deserved to suffer because it was my fault. I repent of that judgment. I repent of it now and I break all agreement with it in Jesus' Name. And I forgive myself just as You've forgiven me. I release forgiveness to myself. So in the Name of Jesus right now, I thank You for Your power flowing right through my body, right through my spine. If that's You, you've got that back in, just lift your hands right now. Receive the power of God right now. Receive the power of God. Receive the power of God right now in Jesus' Name, flooding your spine, correcting that injury, breaking the power of that trauma right now. In Jesus' Name, I loose you from that trauma. I loose you from the spirit of trauma that's been working in your spine. In Jesus' Name, and I set you free. And I thank you for the power of God just burning right in that area right now. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You sir, with your both hands up, how are you doing? You, you felt any sort of a shift? Be honest, please. Felt any sort of a shift? You still have pain there? Pardon? 
Okay, are you, sir, at the back there, you, have you, could you put your hands at the base of the spine? And there's, uh, there's a blonde lady there. Could you come over and put your hands just on top of this other man's hand? Would that be okay to do that? Would you be comfortable to do that? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Just put your hand on top of the other man's hand just to be in agreement. And there's another blonde lady there. Do you wanna just move over and just, yeah. Father, right now, we just thank you. Thank you, Father, right now for your power, for your anointing in Jesus' name, right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your power. Just shifting that now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, right now, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for a work that's begun and will be completed in Jesus' name. Who else has had a deep a back injury right in the bottom, bottom, bottom of their spine? Felt any shift? Anybody felt a shift in that? Anybody in this? Any, you felt a bit of a shift? Okay, back here. Anybody else felt a bit of a shift? Okay, we're gonna pray again. And I'd like you all to, just, people just to gather around each person. You got a hand up? Put your hand up and people just gather around and lay hands on their back. Because this is, you're an equipping church, right? You're, you're, not, a, you're not a church you just watch somebody else do stuff. Uh, you're engaged and being equipped in the power of God in Jesus' name. So that anointing that's on you and in you I want you to release that anointing into their, into their body. Let, release that healing anointing that's on you into their body. Repeat after me, in Jesus' Name, I release the power of God, that healing anointing right now. I release it into your body. Be healed now, in Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. God bless you all. You know, how many people did feel a shift now? Just give us a wave. Or well, one. It's a bit of a realm of deliverance. Um, how many people you've ever had been prayed for about something and it just, it just wouldn't go away? You got prayed for and it literally became like a thorn in the flesh and it just kept on nagging you and bugging you and nagging you and bugging you and nagging you and bugging you. And you know, the, I, just, I just wanna encourage you. You know, sometimes you get someone coming to the front and, and this is not about your ministry, by the way. <laughs> we'll, we'll have you back another time. And so, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding, we won't. And so, <laughs> I love these guys and I do know them all. Uh, okay, no, what I was saying is... Um, that there's this constant warfare around healing for people. How many of you know that that, that is the way it is? And, and you know that, that you know, sometimes we have, we, there's this suddenly of God and you know, there's sometimes this, it breaks a little bit or sometimes there's a realm of healing, but sometimes we just don't feel like the manifestation that we need is actually coming. How many people have ever experienced that before? And you know, there's a guy many years ago, his name's Todd Bentley, I don't watch him anymore. But he uh, prayed for a thousand deaf ears before one of them opened, a thousand deaf ears. And, and I was listening to a testimony by someone, someone called Patricia King. 
And Patricia King kind of mentored Todd Bentley in the, in the early days. And she said that Todd Bentley would go into a meeting and he would call these things out and he would go, okay, I've got some, there's someone here with a deaf ear, there's someone here with a problem in their, in their stomach, there's someone here with a problem in their knees. And he would get them all to come out and stand in the front. And what's so interesting, and it's marrying into what I want to talk about briefly, is, is he would line them all up and he would go, okay, what are you feeling to the first person? The first person would go, nothing. And he'd go, okay, doesn't matter. What are you feeling? And the next person would go, oh, nothing. You know, have you been healed? And he would literally go down the line. And Patricia said that he came down to the bottom of the line once when he was doing his conference or meeting or church meeting. And he said to the last person down the line, what are you experiencing? And the person said, well, nothing really. I do feel a little tingle in my little finger. And Todd Bentley apparently went off his face and went, yes, God is moving. How many people are excited that God is moving? And this is so, so interesting. Um, Josh, can you put up, um, so interesting to weave this in. Can you put in um, Exodus chapter three, verse one, which is gonna read a few passages from Exodus. I want you to, uh, I wanna talk a tiny bit about the recognition or recognising a day of encounter or recognising a time of visitation. And so let's read this together. I'm actually going to forgive my back. It's easier for me to I actually have my glasses in the car. Okay, <laughs> which I never wear. They're actually hidden under. You know where the spare tyre is in the car? I've lodged them under there. Okay, because I'm going to be healed. Okay, all right. So it says, Now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Where did he come to? Where? The mountain of God. Awesome. Okay. Okay. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So, this is, so he's coming down. We all know, we've heard this preached before, that it was common for there to be bushes burning in the desert. I've never lived in the desert. I don't overly enjoy the desert. There are other people on staff that do enjoy the desert. But apparently it's common for there to be this spontaneous combustion of um, bushes. I don't know how it works, but apparently it's to do with the heat, the sun, and then things, apparently it was common. Anyway, this is from theologians, not me. Okay. Okay, so Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvellous sight, why this bush is not burned up. So he wasn't seeing the marvellous sight that the bush was burning. He wasn't saying, I want to go and see this bush because the bush is on fire. He said, I want to go and look at the bush because the bush is burning but is not burned up. There was something different. There was something supernatural. How many of you know, it says that the Lord appeared. It says the angel of the Lord. There was a manifestation of heaven in the bush. Now, this is what I want to concentrate on. So what does Moses say? Verse three, he says, I must turn aside now and see this marvellous sight, why the bush is not burned up. Okay, keep going. Read this with me. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. This is so interesting. Let's read the next. We'll go through a couple more verses. He said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet for the place on which you stand or are standing is holy ground. Keep going. And sorry, he said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. And this is so, so interesting. So, In verse four, what did it say in verse four? It said, 
You can put it back if you want. It says, when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him. What would have happened if Moses' heart wasn't engaged to look at the burning bush? Would he have just walked by? Would the Lord have called even louder, Moses, hey, this whole bush thing. You need to have, be having a look at this, mate. This is kind of a big deal for you. Kind of holy ground commissioning for you today. It doesn't say that. It says that the Lord is looking specifically for him to turn aside to look. So he turns aside to look. He sees a bush burning. It's something that could be normal, but it's just a little bit abnormal. He, it kind of tweaked his interest. He turns and something amazing happens because he actually engages in his day of visitation and commissioning. Now, what's really interesting is this story about Todd Bentley. Now, Todd Bentley became one of the best healing evangelists, revivalists that ever, that ever lived. Now, I heard a rumour that 80% of the people that went to his meetings got healed. It was such a, and, and the statistic when we were doing crusades with people that worked with him, the statistic was in crusade grounds, I think, I don't want to get it wrong, Todd was 40% of things got healed, roughly, and Todd had 80, was that roughly right? Yeah, something like that. So normally, a crusade evangelist would go and there'd be 40, 40%, sorry, four in 10 people would get healed, some wouldn't get healed, but Todd Bentley, eight out of 10 people got healed. Now, there, this is really interesting. There is something about his hunger and his tenacity. I'm not preaching about Todd Bentley. I'm talking about a recognition of when God is moving. And so Todd Bentley recognised that there was something happening in this pinky finger and he celebrated that something supernatural, something abnormal was happening. Now, what's really interesting is uh, we're, we're in a world now, how many people love going on Facebook, social media? You're gonna pretend you don't, but we all do it. I'm fasting social media. Why? Because we go on it so much. And so, and so, but this is so interesting. What if we are right now in one of the most profound times of visitation on the earth where it says, seek the Lord while He is near. What if the Lord is so close right now in this season and what He's waiting for is for hearts to turn aside and to just for a moment incline and believe that he is there. Now, I'm not saying that, the, I mean, I'm not preaching to this church, I'm just preaching to the churches down the road and in the state, but I'm not ours. Um, but what I'm saying is this, that I feel like this invitation for visitation, this invitation to engage your scroll, this invitation to steward what we're being called to steward, the administration of the heavenly gates, as it were, being able to administrate the, the, uh, the, the justice of heaven, the foundation of the throne, being able to occupy the eastern gate and bring transformation on the earth through the grace of the Lord. I believe that it's dependent on a recognition on the things which are not natural. It's dependent on a recognition, a consistent recognition and abiding in those things that are not normal. Everyone say not normal. Because our world is flooded with normal. How many people are flooded with normal? It's kind of like what Christina was talking about, about following the cloud. But it's about a level of recognition that's saying, actually, God is here, God is speaking, and I'm gonna take hold of what God is doing here or in South Australia, or in Australia, whatever it is, I'm gonna take hold of it and I'm gonna choose to actually, instead of walking by and saying, wow, that was a nice bush, I'm gonna choose to incline my heart into a place, into a place where I engage 
whatever that looks like, even if it's not. Does that make sense? Now, for many years, I used to engage with the angelic, and I still do now. And I would feel the angels as wind. Sorry, I'm just getting my water. And I feel the angels as winds. And there have been many times that I've seen angels engage with them, talk to them. They engage me. They've worked with my ministry. It's been amazing. We have one angel here, one there. There's loads in here tonight. And there have been times where I try to engage and they're just not there. They're just not there. And it doesn't mean they're not there, but they're just not working with me. Now, what's really interesting about that is that sometimes I'll go, oh, I can feel the wind. Oh, it must be an angel. Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I can feel the wind really strong right now. There's some angels in the house. God is moving. Is God moving? Or am I I just under a fan? I don't think it matters. You see, it's the expectation and childlike faith that perhaps God is moving and an angel is moving that moves the heart of the Father. He absolutely loves it. It says of Samuel, I'm not saying he got him all right. It says not one of his words fell to the floor. Was Samuel a flawed person? Do you think he ever released a word that was, God was like, mm, okay, we'll just give you that one as a pass. There is something about childlike faith and engaging and choosing to believe that God is moving, choosing to believe that it's a season of encounter, choosing to believe that it's a season of upgrade and updraft in the realm of the Spirit, especially in the area of revelation. Choosing to believe it actually opens your heart to engage it at a whole nother level. Now, Todd has been speaking, Todd's quite a good preacher. I said quite, oh, hold on. He's not that good. No, I'm just joking. No. Todd is a good preacher, yeah? But he's not that good. But God is. See, when I'm around Todd, I feel God. And I'm not just, this isn't about Todd. It's not about, the, oh, Todd and Todd. Todd Bentley and now. There is an angel of revelation that hangs out with him. And it's not that I, I honour him and he's amazing and he's owned it and he, the revelation, but the revelation flows and I'm like, oh, this is good. This is transformational truth that's coming because how many of you know truth transforms? Truth cuts through lies and it transforms. This truth is actually an invitation for me to come into a play, an updraft and to start to govern in the world at a whole nother level. Now, if I come to church and I think it's just good preaching, I've missed it. But if I come to church and I recognise, I can feel the tingling on the finger, I can go, oh, there's a revelatory realm. The spirit of wisdom and revelation is in this house, abides in this house. I recognise that. And that is for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Awesome. Okay, can we put up uh, Matthew chapter 16, I think I gave you. Okay, excuse my back again. Now let's read this together. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, who is, he was asking his disciple, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? I love this, come on. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Shakarapa said to and Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. 
It's really important. Jesus recognised that what he was, obviously Jesus is God, but he recognised that what Simon Peter was saying wasn't something of the natural realm. He's identifying, actually, you are hearing from the prophetic flow of the Father right now. He is giving you a revelatory understanding of who I am. Okay. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now, you are Peter and on this rock. Now, is it on the Catholic Church believe that they're building on Peter? We know that that's not right. But what's so interesting is this. Can we put that scripture back up? Jesus says this, you are Peter and upon the revelation of what you've just received from the Father, I will build, I will edify, the words edifice or edify, I will edify my church and the gates Why is he talking about gates? The gates of Hades. Where are the gates? On the mountaintops. There are gates on the mountaintops. We keep on talking about taking gates. And how many of you know that there are gates of hell that occupy the tops of the mountains? So what I believe that one of the things that Jesus is saying here is that I'm actually gonna teach you and build you into a place where you understand about the occupation of gates as you build on the revelation of who I am and the gates of hell will not overpower you or anything because the ecclesia will rise and start to administrate from heavenly places at the gates. This is a really important, a really important dynamic. The revelation, because I think we just think it's the gates of hell, the revelation, the gates of hell, and people won't go to hell. But there is something that's really important that we need to understand is that the revelation of who Christ is and who we are actually grants us a place of ascension to occupy the high places, and we've talked about multiple, multiple times, the high places in order to administrate the righteousness and justice of heaven into the spheres of society through, in and through the high places. We're constantly talking about taking the gates, taking the government gate, taking the business gate, taking the church gate. Those things in the realm of the Spirit are high places. And it says that when we take something heavenly, we can actually start to occupy that and the gates will not overcome, the gates of hell will not overcome it. This is really important. Is everyone with me? I know it's just one angle, but I wanna, I wanna explain something to you. So, so can we put up Job 29? And oh, this is, okay, this is 25 verses, but I want us to just read it. Is that good? Now, how many of you know what happened to Job? Did he have a good life? Bad life? Good ending? Who likes Job 42? Yeah, that's the best one. Okay, cool. This is a good one too. Uh, there are two good chapters. This is the, the second good one. Okay. So it says, well, kind of. Okay. So Job, this is, this is Job's lament. And Job again, can we read it together? So many verses. Job again took up his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in the months gone by, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone over my head, and by his light I walked through darkness. As I was in the prime of my days, when the friendship of God was over my tent, and the Almighty was yet with me, and my children were around me. What happened to his children? They all died. Okay, keep going. When my steps were bathed in butter, and the rock poured out for me streams of oil. When I went out to the gate of the city, when I took my seat in the square, the young men saw me and hid themselves, and the old men arose and stood. Now go back to verse 7. 
when I went out to the gate of the city where I took my seat in the square. Who, who, who sits at the gate? Those, the rulers, those who judge, the elders seated, were seated at the gate. The reason that they sat at the gate specifically was because they were called to judge and weigh and really administrate the righteousness and justice of God at the gates of the city. That's what they were supposed to do. Oh, in the days gone by, when I was an elder at the gate, my feet were bathed with butter, represents favour. The friendship of God was over my tent, more favour. Things were going really well with me and this is what I want us to catch now. This is the administration of what Job says he does when he administrates from that gate. This is what he says. He says, he took his seat. When I took my seat, and the, the young men saw me and hid themselves and the old men arose and stood. That's honour. The princes or the rulers or the governors stopped talking and put their hands to their mouths. The voice of the nobles was hushed and their tongue stuck to their palate. For when the ear heard, it called me blessed. This is crazy. He ear heard what? What he was saying. When he spoke, people were saying, this man's blessed. He's blessed. He's a blessed man. Why was he blessed? Because of all of the money he had? No. He was blessed because of the wisdom that was coming out through the place of administration of judgment and judging and righteousness and the administration of justice at the gate. And when the eye saw, it gave witness of me. Because I delivered the poor and cried, who cried for help. What's that? The administration of justice. And the orphan who had no helper. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me and I made the widow's heart sing for joy. This is crazy. Why would a widow's heart not sing for joy? Because she's a widow. Things are not good. Okay, cool. Okay, keep going back. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me and I made the widow's heart. Oh, sorry, sorry. Keep going. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. What was the foundation of the throne? Righteousness and justice. What's next? My justice was like a robe and a turban. So you've got the administration of the throne of God coming through a man who was sitting at the gate because the friendship of God was over his tent. Okay, keep going. I I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy and I investigated the case which I did not know. This is so interesting. He actually took time to study out just like the ministry department does. He took time to study out what needed to happen in order to find solution for people. He was interested in people and their case. I broke the jaws of the wicked and snatched the prey from his teeth. Then I thought, I shall die in my nest and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My root is spread out to the waters and dew lies all night on my, on my branch. My glory is ever new with me and my bow is renewed in my hand. There is something about the renewal of youth that Job was experiencing where there was a vitality of life that he was starting to receive as he was administrating the justice of heaven from the gate. To me, they listened and waited and kept silent for my counsel. How many people would like that to be the testimony of your life? Not people going, okay, I need to get out of here. He's talking too much. But imagine if they waited and kept silent for your counsel. Why? Because he's carrying a wisdom that is beyond natural wisdom. Is is everyone okay? It's a supernatural wisdom. Keep going. These These are all 
attributes that come when the friendship of God is over your tent. You engage in the day of visitation, you abide in that place and you start to occupy the gates and administrate the righteousness and justice of heaven. He is getting, he's getting more and more and more blessed because he's giving it all away. Keep going. After my words, they did not speak again and my speech dropped on them. They waited for me as for the right, this is hectic. This is the testimony that I want over my life. They waited for me as for the rain and opened their mouth as for the spring rain. That's an impartation of refreshing that comes through his words. That's hectic. That is my, that's it. Belinda, if you're watching. Gravestone stuff right there. Okay. Not planning on dying. Okay, good. Okay. I smiled on them when they did not believe. How many people, when they don't believe what you're saying and you're carrying the justice or wisdom of heaven, do you smile when they don't believe you? I don't. I walk away triggered and I go, why didn't you understand what I said? Been pastoring you for 12 years. I'm just, okay. And the light of my face, they did not cast down. I chose a way for them and sat as a chief. That word chief is ruler and governor. Let's look at it again. I chose a way for them and sat as a chief and dwelt as a... King, hold on a second. Is Job calling himself a king? And dwell, who's read this scripture before? And dwell as a king among the troops, as one who comforts the mourners. Okay, no, I thought, okay. You see, can we put up, um, it's the last scripture. Um, Matthew chapter five, verse 17. It's the last one. I know you're going, okay, so much scripture. Oh, Oh, I don't think it's actually that. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't even write it down. It says, it says, I've forgotten the scripture reference. I think it's, it says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Is it Matthew 5, 17? Is that what I said it was? 5, 5, 17? I thought, what did I say? Okay, whatever. It says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. And we all know that in the, and we've, I've spoken about this before, but we all know in the olden days, everyone say the olden days because they were older days. In the olden days, people went, where did they go to the city? Oh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. You see, there's a level of hunger that gets filled. And in back in the day, and you've heard me say this, back in the day, when people were hungry, they went to the gate of the city to get fed. That was where the distribution of food was. Is that true? Yeah. Where was Job? At the gate. What were the people hungering and thirsting for? Righteousness. Were they satisfied? That whole passage of Scripture talks about the satisfaction they received as they hungered and thirsted for the righteousness of God. That whole Scripture spoke, the whole of Job, the second part of Job 29, speaks specifically about what they are, what they are receiving and that they are being filled. You know, we don't have a gate to the city here. Well, we might do. I didn't know if we do. But don't go and sit there with a, loaf of bread, because I don't know how many people will, will come to you. But in Psalm chapter 24, it says this, lift up your heads, O you gates, that the King of glory may come in. You see, people are coming to our gates and they are hungering and thirsting for the righteousness and the justice of heaven. And it would behoove us, thanks Todd, it would behoove us to engage and incline our ear 
and incline our heart and incline every part of us to where God is and what He's doing. Because when we do that, the favour and blessing of God and the friendship of God comes over our tent and He starts to empower us through revelatory understanding. He starts to empower us to administrate the foundation of His throne at the gate. We wanna take the gate, we need to start with encountering friendship with God. Because when we encounter friendship with God, just like Moses, we ascend the mountain. And as we ascend with God, we start to administrate as gates the foundation of the throne of God. And the King of glory is glorified as we administrate the righteousness and justice of heaven to all of the nations of the earth. You see, this is something that I believe God is speaking to us at the moment. It's about engaging now and recognising a time of visitation, inclining our heart. Where are you, God? I'm right here, right now. Recognise what I'm doing. I'm in the air conditioner. I'm in, don't freak out, I nearly fell off there. I'm in the, in the air, don't worry, these shoes have got wings, so I, can, I can fly. Um, having childlike faith, that God is everywhere and He is seeking to empower us, to allow us to ascend, to then administrate the things that He wants us to, just like Job, that people would be blessed by the administration of our life. How many people want a testimony like Job had there? Well, I really believe that the invitation in this season, especially with what Todd's preaching, the invitation in this season is you, we can have it. We can become gates, we can stand at the gates, we can occupy gates and we can feed those who hunger and thirst for righteousness in order that they will be filled with all of the goodness that God had predestined for them to receive. In Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Can we have the pads on please? Now really easy tonight, really easy administration. We're gonna do communion and all we're gonna do in communion, if this message spoke to you just about the day of encounter, the administration of that, whatever that looks like, if it spoke to you, all I want you to do is just stand up and do your communion standing. Because what you're doing is you're saying, God, I'm choosing to draw near to you as you draw near to me. That's it, that's all, that's all we're gonna do. If you choose to enter into a new season of recognition, of recognising the pins and needles on the little finger, the angels wins, the heat, oh wow, I'm really hot. Or actually, is that a supernatural heat? Looking for intently the burning bush in order that God can encounter and commission you and take you up to another level. Okay. I'm just gonna pray. You can just pray this with me. Just say, Father, in the Name of Jesus, Today I choose to rehabit, I don't even know if that's a word, a place of childlike faith. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to quicken to me when you are moving. Help me recognise when you are in my midst and teach me quickly how to incline my heart to receive everything you're releasing at every moment, in every day, in every week, for the rest of my life. In Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Take your communion.
You know, I talked earlier about a love encounter with the Father. It says in the Word, how great is the love that God has lavished upon us that we be called His children. And so I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna pray. And I feel like people are gonna carry something of a love encounter with the Father away with them today. You know, I wasn't looking, I was confused when Todd prayed for me that time. I thought I was dying. But it took a wise woman in Belinda to say, what actually happened? (laughs) And stop me from calling the ambulance. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would encounter people with your unconditional love tonight. That as they leave this place, there would be such an overwhelming experience with your perfect divine love for them. Father, we thank you that it says in your word that perfect love casts out, damages all fear. And so, Father, we thank you that as people encounter who you are, that there will be levels of freedom, levels of alignment, level, new levels of thinking, and new levels of appreciation for who you are and how much you love them. Father, we thank you that you are raising up sons in this era. And we thank you, God, that sons are ones that know how much they are loved by the Father and that's where their identity comes from. So Father, we acknowledge wow, that we are the sons of God and that you are looking to empower us even more with that reality and that revelatory understanding in Jesus' name. soaking or engaging in the love of God there's so many people just engaging in the presence please don't disturb them on your way out we look forward to seeing you again on Sunday thank you so much, you don't need to clap but thank you so much for uh, uh, Janet and Wes, thank you so much for sharing what you shared tonight but bless you guys, have a wonderful evening, drive safe and if you do want to remain in this presence and just hang out and soak in the Father's love then please do so, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday bless you guys, bye